Good morning. Man, it is good to see you guys here. I wish that you who are at home could see uh, we have a good number of people here. I mean, there was one week you can hear them. Yeah. So that, that is exciting. Um, also on that last one, I'm not sure, but BJ, maybe you can, if you're texting to give, I think it was give in the number, not text in the number, right? So if, you, if you're having trouble texting to give because you're trying to do text in the number, it had the right information up there. I think Cheryl was really excited to get this thing out there to you guys. So, Hey, um, today you might notice it's a little bit different today. It's a little bit different in here. I think it's probably a little bit different out there. We, had, we have like a, a lobby host that's going on. That's a little bit different. There's a few things that are going a little bit differently. Now, I don't know what you were expecting today, but today is our Pentecost party. We've said that a couple of times. And um, Pentecost, why? We hope this is going to be our first annual uh, for a while because Pentecost is actually the birthday of the church. So 2,000 years ago, the first followers of Jesus were gathered together on the first day of what was called the festival. It was a Jewish festival of Pentecost. And the Jewish people would get together at the beginning of their wheat harvest, and they would celebrate God's goodness together. But it was when those followers of Jesus were getting together on that day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit came, and it came and filled them and began to empower them to, one, live out the life that God had always intended for us, The second thing was empower them to continue the work that Jesus had started, and three, to go out and just change the world. And so we celebrate Pentecost because that's where where this movement called the church, that's where we started. And so this is our birthday. What's funny is that on that day of Pentecost, I'm not sure that they knew. I don't know that they came expecting anything either because Jesus, all that he had told them was, listen, just go to Jerusalem and just wait until this, the Father gives what he promised. Well, God promised all kinds of stuff, so I'm not sure they knew exactly what they were waiting for. But as they sat there waiting, they, they were praying together, they were worshiping together, and, and then the Spirit came. Now, before Jesus left, he had said some other things to them as well. And this is actually our passage this morning that we're going to be looking at. It's found in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. So we're going to stand here. I've heard that some of you guys are holding out and not standing with us at home, but if you want to, stand up. This is God's word. We're going to be looking at this. This is what Jesus said just before he left. Now, I want you to imagine that you're in that crowd of disciples, that you're gathered around Jesus. He's he's died. He rose from the dead. He's standing in front of you, and he is about to give you kind of his last instructions before he leaves, and this is what he said. You will receive power... I want you to hear this, because this is for you too. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the uttermost parts, the most remote parts of the earth. That's kind of crazy, huh? There were some very unexpected things that happened on that Pentecost day. 2,000 years ago, there are some very, tell me if this isn't true, there are some very unexpected things that God does in our lives today, right? Because when the Holy Spirit of God pours out the power of God on the people of God, you can't even imagine, the, the, the scripture says we can't even begin to imagine what he can and what he will do. 
So today, we're going to be talking about something unexpected. Amen? Father, be with us today. We pray that your spirit would be poured out in this place too and into our hearts. We want to open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to you to hear and to see what you have to say and where you're leading us. We know that your spirit was not just for for 2,000 years ago. Your spirit is with us even now. And he is raising up the very life and the presence and the power of Jesus in our midst. And so, Father, do something unexpected today. Do something unexpected in our hearts and in our homes and in our minds and in our lives so that we leave this place, we leave this time changed, not like when we came in. So, Father, transform us, make us new for your glory in the name and for the glory of your son, Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit who is with us even now. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Now, there are a lot of things in this world that can be unexpected, right? That can happen. For instance, if if your pet bird becomes best friends with your pet cat, that's unexpected, right? If you're in line in the drive-thru and you're driving up to get your coffee and you get up there and they say, oh, by the way, the person, you know, two cars ahead of you, they already paid for you. That's unexpected. There was this time in our church in Missouri uh, we were talking about having these, uh, having, you know, what kind of events we could do to kind of bring the community together. And we were talking about having a talent show. And there was this guy in our church that was a friend of ours, and he had been a football player uh, in college. And he had been a lineman, big guy, tall, beefy, mountain of a guy, okay? And he said, hey, since we're talking about talents, I want to show you one of mine. And we're going, oh boy, here we go. And right there, he dropped and he did the splits. And he didn't do them the easy way. He did them just straight out. I mean, there was like this audible gasp in the room. You know, takes your breath away. That was unexpected. So there are things that can happen in this world that are very unexpected. But when we talk about the arrival of the Holy Spirit being unexpected, we are in a whole different category of what we mean by unexpected, things that we couldn't even imagine. I want to read for you the account in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, of the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit first came. It says, when the day of Pentecost had arrived, the followers of Jesus were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise. It was like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them what looked like flames of fire that distributed themselves and rested over each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the words to say. Now again, imagine yourself in this group. It would be kind of weird, right, if you're sitting there and all of a sudden it sounds like a tornado is going through the room, and yet not even a hair on anyone's head is being rustled. That'd be kind of weird. It'd be kind of strange if you're sitting there and you notice what looks like flames of fire that come in and they separate and they start resting over each person's head. That'd be kind of strange. (laughs) Honestly, it would be a bit unsettling, wouldn't it? When all of a sudden you're listening and you notice that everybody around you and even yourself are starting to talk in languages that you've never learned before. 
And you know that they're real languages because at that time, there were people gathered into Jerusalem, faithful Jewish people from all over the Roman Empire that had come together to celebrate this Pentecost. And they had come from all the regions and they say, we recognize the language that you're speaking as the language of our home territory. So they knew there were real languages, but that would be, honestly, that'd be terrifying to be there and know that you're, you're doing something you've never done before. But as we read through the rest of the New Testament, the New Testament is that last third of the Bible that talks about the life of Jesus and talks about the early days of the church. As we read through that, what's brought out, none of those things. They say, you know what the most unexpected thing that happened that day was? More unexpected than than hearing this rushing wind, more unexpected than seeing flames of fire rest on everybody's head, more unexpected than speaking languages you've never known. They said it was unexpected to know in that moment that God himself had come into that room and entered into us. He didn't just, the Holy Spirit didn't just come and, and rest on us for a moment or for a project. They had read about that. They had heard about those stories in the Old Testament, in the old days, where God's Spirit would come down and give a special power or a special gifting to somebody. But this was something different. It's like he had come on Pentecost and he himself had, he was not just with them, but he had gone, he had become, within them. He had taken up residence in them to begin to empower them to, lead, to start living that life that God had always intended for us, to start working on continuing that work that Jesus had begun and to change the world. That's what they said was unexpected on that day of Pentecost. You guys, we need to know that God's doing the same thing in this church today. We need to know that, that we're not just, that just didn't happen 2,000 years ago. God still pours out his, his presence. His, the very person of God lives within us. He takes up residence within us. God's spirit does not arrive to be that like temporary power boost to help us through, you know, maybe that, help us ace that test that we haven't studied for, Right? He's not, he's not that one that comes alongside temporarily just to comfort us in that moment of our distress, only to go away later. He says, I have come to take up residence within you so that you can begin to live in power a life that you never had imagined, that you can begin to, God can start using you to actually transform, to redeem, to reclaim, to restore this world. He says, that's what I have come for. Now, it wasn't until after the day of Pentecost that those words we read at the beginning that Jesus had told his disciples, you know, they hadn't fully understood it. But after the day of Pentecost, it began to be a little bit more clear what he was talking about when he left. He had said first that they were going to be witnesses of him, right? Now, it says that we're going to be um, his witnesses. Normally, I, I don't know that they understood what that meant. And I know that oftentimes we don't understand what that means. What does it mean to be a witness of Jesus, because when Jesus said, you're going to be witnesses of me, right? He wasn't saying, you're going to be talking about somebody that you once knew. That's not who he was talking about. But we often think that's what being a witness is. We go and we tell somebody about Jesus who was once here about somebody that we know about. But what Jesus was saying, no, he said, when the Holy Spirit came in, what they began to see is that the Holy Spirit began to give them the words to say. The Holy Spirit began to empower the things that they did. 
so that the words that were spoken, it was like, it wasn't just like telling them about Jesus. It was like Jesus had just walked into the room because the same spirit that had poured through his life was now pouring through their lives. They became actually the, the witness of the very power and presence of Jesus himself. And that's what he, is, he said to us. We're not just supposed to be out there telling people about somebody that we knew about that once was here. He said, you walk into a place and you are bringing the very person and power, the very presence of Jesus himself into that place. You are a witness of Jesus in that place. And second, he told them, second, he told them, you know what? You're going to take this everywhere. You're going to take this Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and into the other most parts of the world. The world, you know, often we'll go into a situation we think, you know, I, I just got to hold out. I got I to do as good as I can for Jesus. But he says, no, you don't have to do anything for me. He says, you just have to, you have to let me live through you. Let me live in you. Let me empower those things that you say and those things that you do. And I'm going to take you everywhere to do it. And we say, well, what does that mean? What does that mean, Judea, Samaria? Well, you know, there's this obvious thing. But the first thing about it is that we are letting him lead us in our lives, right? We're letting him lead us wherever he wants to go, whether it's Jerusalem or whether he wants us to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. We say, well, how do I know? How do I know that it's the spirit leading me? I want to give you guys a simple way. You know, first of all, you need to just talk to him. He's not like out there that somehow you got to pray and hope that the mail comes in. He's right there. He said he took up residence in you. So just talk to him. Ask him, how do I know that this is you? Where is it that you want to lead me? And then listen. Well, how do I know that it's him answering? Well, here's the test. Ask him that question, and you can usually tell if you're the one that's making up the answer because it will sound very much like something that you would like to happen. Right? So, for example, I feel like God is telling me to plant a church in Hawaii. That, that's probably more me, I'm just going to say. I feel like God is telling me to go do a beach ministry this summer instead of going to church ever. I, I don't know. I, I might double check that one. Now, he may be, but if it sounds more like something you made up, you probably made it up. On the other hand, if it sounds, if it sounds expected, it's probably something you made up. Holy Spirit, he, he has a way of kind of throwing this unexpected twist in there. He'll say things like, why don't you go and forgive that person? I want to come up with that, right? I don't want to forgive that person. They deserve what they're getting. Why don't, why don't you take out of what God has so graciously given to you, take a chunk of it and give it to somebody that's in need. In fact, stretch yourself. Give, give a little bit more than you think you're even able, and, and then trust me to take care. That sounds like something the Holy Spirit would say, because I want to come up with that. The Holy Spirit will always have this kind of unexpected twist. Even the way that he says this, you know, go into Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Even when he says that, we see this, you know, geographic expansion in that, right? It was their hometown of Jerusalem. That's where they start. And then Judea is the territory that Jerusalem is a part of, so they go a little further. Samaria is next door, so they go a little further. And uttermost parts of the earth. But even in that, as obvious as that seems, there's this little unexpected twist in that, right? Because, of course, you go to Jerusalem. You're going to witness of Jesus in Jerusalem. 
These are his people. This is where his temple is. This is God's capital city. He chose it. And so, of course, he wants to claim that for the kingdom. We're going to be witnesses of Jesus, his presence, and his power in Jerusalem. Absolutely. Judea, absolutely. This is where God's people have have lived. His faithful people have have dwelled. Of course, we'd be there. Go to Samaria. Wait, what? Samaria. Now, you've got to understand historically what Samaria was. Samaria was this place. These were like the, the, the traitors of Judaism. These were the ones who were, were acting kind of, they, they had picked up other gods. They were idolaters. They were, they were unfaithful. They were unfit. They were, they were not, and they're going, wait a second. They've seen Jesus go in there, but it's like, that's not, you know, good Jewish people, they would take, when they'd take a trip from the north to the south, they would add days to their trip just to go around Samaria. So they didn't become unclean by the trip. That's what they thought of Samaritans. So he goes, you're going to be my witnesses in all of Judea. They go, yeah, and Samaria. Wait, what? And then he says, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. And now, if he would have just thrown that out without the Samaria bit, what they probably would have been thinking is, you know, he's calling us to go out and reach all the Jewish people that have been scattered throughout the earth. He wants them to know about Jesus too. And so that makes all the sense. But he threw Samaria in there, and now they're going, okay, who does he want us to reach out in the uttermost parts of the earth? I mean, the Jewish people, but he doesn't mean that. The Gentiles, the heathens, the non-Jews, those people that don't even know, not them too, right? That's the twist, right? A little unexpected because what we find out is that's exactly what he was saying. When the Holy Spirit sends you and leads you, there's always the unexpected. There's always something unexpected because this unexpected gift of the Holy Spirit that comes in and lives in us in a very unexpected way that empowers us to do and to be unexpected, to do unexpected things in order to transform the world in unexpected ways. We need to know that. So let's just think about this a second. If the Holy Spirit is still here, he's still indwelling us, He's still empowering us to do the same things, to to live the life that God always intended for us to live, to continue the work of Jesus that he started, and to change the world. Where might he be asking us to go? I want you to think about this. Where Where is that hometown that he's calling you into, that he's calling you to be a witness of the very power and presence of Jesus Christ? Where is that hometown that he's talking about? You guys, your hometown, your home people, that can be one of the most challenging mission fields you ever face. Because as people that have known you forever, that was the most challenging mission field for Jesus himself, was to go back to the people that knew him best because they're like, man, we saw you grew up. What makes you so special that you think, you know, somehow you're, you're talking about how Jesus is here in this room. But who is that hometown? Where is that hometown that Jesus is calling you to? Second, this is a tough one. Where's that region of your friends and that other neighboring region of your not-so-friends that he might be calling you to? To be that witness of the mercy, the grace, the love, the compassion of Jesus Christ, the power and the presence of Jesus himself. Where are those places? When you close your eyes and you see the faces of the people that God has brought you up close to your friends, those not so friends, the ones that you know about but you'd rather avoid, 
that you think, no, they've caused me too much trouble in my life. They've caused me a history of trouble in my life. Who are those people that he might be calling you to? And where are those, what about those distant uttermost parts of the earth? Now, sometimes we think we have to like cross an ocean to get to those. Where are those places and those people that you just don't even think about? It can be a house that you drive by every single day, but you don't give it a second thought. For you, that's an uttermost part of the earth, right? That's as far away as anything from anything that you're concerned about during the course of your day. Where are those places that God is calling you to? Because the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit of God was given as this unexpected gift of God, I want you to hear this again. And he came to live in us in an unexpected way. To empower us and to change us to be unexpected kind of people and do things that were completely unexpected to change the world. So where is God calling you to be a witness of the person and the presence of Jesus Christ? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. This morning we're going to close. This is our Pentecost party because that is what Pentecost was about. The Holy Spirit came and that's what began to happen. So today we're going to close with some opportunities for us not to think about that, but to think about what opportunities do we have as a church to do the same thing, to be thinking about what is our hometown Jerusalem? What, is our, what, is that, those, what are those regions and how can we be involved in, in impacting and effectively used by Jesus in them? How can Jesus use us to be that, that witness of his presence in those places? So I want to take, and, and I'll tell you, you'll know why by the time we end, but we're going to take the last one first. How about that uttermost parts of the earth? How can we be involved in impacting lives in the uttermost parts of the earth? Well, I think that one of the first ways is just, we saw that, did you guys like that, that video we saw at the beginning? Wasn't that awesome? Just seeing all the people that we partner with that are out there who have given their lives to being there and doing exactly what we're talking about. So what can we do? Well, one of the things we can do is we can continue to make sure that we support them. That yes, we, we support what God has going on in this place, but also that we, have, we are able to support them for what he has tied us, he has connected us with partners. And that's in support in prayer, the support in giving. Now, you guys also received on the way in, you received a pamphlet. Now, some of you at home, you don't have this, so look real close. No, um, if you want to, we can get one of these out to you. Um, I think we'll have something like this on our website. You can go to the website and look at, at these missionaries that we support. These are people It has a little bit about their mission. It has a little bit about their work and a little bit more about them. But take this home with you. Use it to pray for them, to lift them up and to pray that God is successful and to learn more about the people that they serve and the work that they do. So that's one of the things we can do. You can, you can look for the opportunities to actually go out there and to go out. You know, Christ Church regularly has sent people literally around the world on short-term mission trips. One or two weeks sometimes sends groups of people out to go and experience and to be a part of loving and carrying the witness of Jesus, that witness of the presence of Jesus to the uttermost parts of the earth. So look for those opportunities as we come out of this pandemic as restrictions around the world start opening up, we're going to get back into that again. So look for those opportunities. Also, did you notice that we have two virtual mission trips this summer, right? Tanzania with the Zims, that's the water, uh, 
the water purification ministry, uh, Tanzania in June. And then in August, uh, we're going to be taking a group. We're linking with a group that's out in India. That's a new, new area for us. But two virtual mission trips. You don't even have to leave your house, but you can get an introduction, introduction into what would it be like to be there in person. And then you can let that be your first step. So get in touch with the church office and sign up, see, see how you can get involved with that, okay? Uttermost parts of the earth, there are plenty of opportunities. The other one is keep in mind where your uttermost parts of the earth are too. Keep in mind that God might call you to that person, you know, to that place around the corner from your house, to that neighborhood just down the street to start investing your life in that. Because for some of us, that's as far as we need to go to some of the most extensive, uttermost ends of the earth, right? How can we let the Spirit lead us into those places, that Jerusalem, that hometown? That, what is that hometown for us? Well, for us as a church, what is that? Where is that region where our, our church is located? What is that community that surrounds us? That's right here. How can we be involved in impacting that? Well, get involved here. You guys, we believe that this summer, God is giving us a, a unique opportunity, a unique opportunity to impact this community in a way that we haven't done before. Because of all the dynamics of what coming out of this pandemic means, because of all the needs that are out there in this community, whether it's through the care center, whether it's through our ministry here at the church, God is giving us a unique opportunity. I, I hope that you heard what I said. You're gonna hear this phrase a lot coming up. Here in Rhode Island, what do we typically do? We take the summer off, right? I want us to take it on. We're going to take the summer on. Because we don't want to miss three months. It's like three of the most opportune months of possibly our whole lives to see God use us to transform lives and transform this community. We do not want to miss this because somehow we're like, finally, we get to go out and spend three months on the... No, let's not spend three months on the beach. There'll be plenty of time for the beach. The beach will always be there. But God is calling us to be a witness to this community in this time, in this season. So think about how you might be a part of this. Um, Look for more information about that. Also, plan on coming to the annual meeting. We're gonna have the annual meeting and we're gonna be presenting more about what this looks like, about how we're going to go at this, about how God is calling us um, to be used in this community. Third is this. Last is this. We're going to close with this one. How can we bring this witness to both that region of our friends and that region of our not-so-friends? What can we do to be involved in that? On your way in, you received three things. One of them was a card that looked like this. And again, you at home, we haven't forgotten you. Um, we're, going to, we're going to have people that are waiting to grab a card like this for you. You're going to use your text in the, in the um, chat feature there. Um, so we are, uh, I want you to take this out, and on it, it has people, place, and cause. And what I want you to think about, I want you to think, who are those people, um, who are those people that God brought to mind when you closed your eyes and you saw those people that God has put you right up next to, that he wants to use you to impact their lives, to be that witness of Jesus Christ in their lives? Who are those people? Where are those regions? You know, is it work? Is it school? Is it your, your supermarket? Is it, is it maybe um, you know, a book club you're part of? What are those regions? What are those causes? Maybe you're involved in a cause. You're involved in an organization that's already reaching out to people. 
I want you to write those things down on this card. And as you write it down, now some of you guys are, are sitting there staring at me, and I know that you're not looking at this card because you're just sitting there staring at me. I want you to take out the card, I want you to hold it up, and I want you to weave it around, okay? If you don't have a card, I want you to lift up two hands and say, I don't have a card, because we want to get you a card. Oh, we have a couple down here. Because I want you to write down these names, and when you do, you're committing to three things. You're committing to prayer, to care, to share. Prayer is this, pray for this person regularly. These people, these places, these causes, pray for them. They should be your friends. They should be your enemies. They should be the people that God has put on your heart in this moment that the Holy Spirit, you know, he is directing you to them. So pray for them regularly. Care, you're praying that God opens up opportunities that you can show God's love, that you can witness the very presence and grace of Jesus Christ in their life in a very practical, meaningful way. It's not to hit them over the head with the Bible. It's not to come and tell them the gospel right away and to just tell them if, you're, you know, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to burn. No, it's not that. It's to come alongside and to actually care for them in the midst of their life and to let them know the presence of Jesus to act like Jesus would have acted in this life towards them. And the third is to share. You're praying that God will open up the opportunity because of the care that you've shown, because of the prayer that you have sown, that you've cast those seeds out there, you've prepared the soil in prayer, that they will ask questions. You go, how do do you know they'll ask questions? You know why? You know why they're going to ask questions? Because what you will be doing is so utterly unexpected. People don't expect you to be doing that, especially people that you should be hating. But instead, you come alongside and you say, how can I bless your life? How can I, how can I impact your life in a positive way? So prayer, care, and share. And ask, you, ask God at that moment that he will give you the words to say that will speak to their heart. And that won't show you off. It won't be your greatest wisdom. It'll show them that God is in the room, that Jesus is there. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he has made you a witness of him. So take this card, and what we're going to do is a benediction. You guys, I'm going to send you out, and you guys are going to go out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's with you. He's in you. He's with you and within you, right? And he's walking before you, and he's leading you, and he's guiding you. He's there for you to ask those questions too. But you're going to go out, and you're going to take this card, and on the way out, there are red balloons. Now, red, color of Pentecost. We have the red balloons out there. And what you're going to do is you're going to tie this on to one of those balloons. And then we're going to send them up out in our, in our lobby area. You know, that big, you know, the, the lighthouse, the, the tower, you know, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to let them go up into there. And we're going to fill it up. There's, there's enough balloons for all of us here. And those of you at home, text in those names and those, those places of causes. We'll write them down on cards. We'll get as many of those balloons up there as well. These will be the prayers of God's people going up saying, God, this is your season, and I'm in. I'm in. I'm in with my prayers. I'm in with my people. I want to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even the uttermost parts of the earth. I want you to use me as a witness for Jesus. Amen? You guys, the Holy Spirit was given as a gift that was unexpected. And he came and he lived in us in a way that was completely unexpected because he was there to transform us, to be people in ways we are unexpected, to do things that were unexpected to change the world. Are we ready for that? 
Amen. I'm going to pray for us. We're going to go out. We're going to send up balloons. We're going to shift over to Stephen to take uh, the, the lead on this, and we're going to close out. So thank you all for joining us online this morning as well. Make sure to get those, those, chat, those texts in. We'll get that up and in the balloons as well. And thank you all for being here this morning. Father, we want to thank you for this morning. Bless these prayers. Bless these commitments that have been made today. Don't let us off the hook. We are in this because you have shown that you are in this with us. We're not doing this in our own strength. We're not doing this by our own ingenuity or imagination. You are doing something unexpected here, just like you have always done. So come and light this fire up. Father, let the wind come. Let the water flow through us. Father, we have been learning about your spirit. Let him come in the fullness of all that he is and empower us to be the witnesses of Jesus in our Jerusalem, our Judea, Samaria, and even to the most uttermost parts, the most remote parts of the earth. We pray this for your glory, Father. (laughs) Because of your love for us, we pray this in the name of Jesus for his honor because of all that he has done for us. We pray this in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen? Okay, so let's stand up. I send you in the name of Jesus and in all of his power and the power of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace and let's go stir things up. Amen? Let's go.